day and welcome to The Buzz. I'm Lorraine Lawson, an associate editor with Bank Automation News. Recently, I spoke with Eugenie Lickhoden, the founder and CEO of ClauseMatch. ClauseMatch automates compliance content and documents in financial institutions. We talked about new compliance issues, such as environmental, social, and corporate governance. Lickhoden also revealed that regulators and the Department of Justice are focused on conduct more than fines for anti-money laundering and know-your-customer lapses. And he shared what that means for banks. So when when we say, you know, in general, what we've seen um, regulators have started uh, looking into is how do we actually create um, the culture of compliance or how do we help organizations to create the culture of compliance? Because typically, if you look at breaches and compliance, this this is, um, uh, you know, it. It happens because uh, people often don't know what's the right thing to do or they're not focused on compliance. Compliance is not part of, you know, their business process. And that is because compliance has always been seen as a as a nuisance to the business rather than uh, something that helps the business. Um, and then, you know, there, there were in the last 10 years, <clears throat> banks have tried to implement technical controls. So. Uh, in order for non-compliance not to happen, uh, we're just going to not allow people to enter these things into these systems and, you know, implement technical controls. So if you are not allowed to provide advice to in this particular state, financial advice in this particular state, because you are not licensed in that state, uh, as an example, then we just won't let you to have customers in your portfolio from the state. So that's a technical control. But uh, people are very good. If people are have malicious intent, they're very good at circumventing technical controls. So another way of approaching the problem of compliance is actually looking at, well, how do we actually tell people or, you know, encourage people to do the right thing through the culture, through the values, through the, you know, reinforcement of that uh, do the right thing, do the thing which is, you know, compliant with the regulations. And that is the conduct. And where, so focusing on conduct actually solves that non-compliance issue long term. Um, what are some di- digital regulations that you see on the horizon that banks should be aware of or keeping their eyes on, do you think? So you mean digital regulations, uh, regulations being published digitally. Yes, something, you know, new or on maybe coming up this year or next. Um, so I think when we talk about digital regulations, um, there are there are two aspects. One is regulators themselves looking to digitize and publish regulations in a digital form because what we're seeing today is that regulations are published on the website as a PDF document and then uh, for uh, financial institutions, it, especially global ones, which are which have over a thousand regulators to track, it becomes very very difficult to track that because you, you can't have a PDF document interpreted by machine very easily. So a lot of regulators are looking into how do they start creating and updating regulation regulations digitally, uh, you know, which are pre-tagged already with regulatory themes with products, with types of organizations that these regulations are applicable to. Uh, and that will actually make it much, much easier to comply with those regulations because 
we can ingest those regulations into a system, apply natural language processing, tag them, and understand where the rules and guidances are, and um, evaluate the impact of those new regulatory rules automatically. But it's very difficult to do today because every regulator publishes regulations differently and not in a native digital form. So that's, you know, when we talk about digital regulations, this is something that we really evangelize and promote because um, this will just make the entire industry um, much more efficient and much more compliant. Uh, but, you know, in, in general, uh, kind of digital regulations, obviously there are many regulations on data privacy which are coming out across the world. Um, you know, California started it, but we think a lot of states will follow, follow the suit and uh, have their own data privacy rules, um, and then across the globe as well. So it will become a very complex issue in terms of where the data sits, where is it accessed from, um, and for banks, it's um, it's going to be very important because banks have clients in the U.S., for example. A bank might have clients in the U.S., but customer service uh, in a different country um, and then offices in 60 other countries and then separating that client data and making sure that no one can access it where they are not supposed to. Um, technically, it's going to be a challenge. And then we'll... So I was going to say we'll see more regulations on cryptocurrency because it's just natural when something gets so big and so hyped and uh, we start getting retail investors and individual investors uh, looking to really seriously looking to invest in those assets um, and those financial products. Uh, immediately regulators will come. That makes sense. Can you define ESG and, and then talk about what some of the regulatory issues surrounding ESG are? Yes, yeah, so ESG is um, somehow became a very big topic in the last few months. Um, I think ESG was always important, and uh, companies which are, especially in polluting industry, have always been aware that, you know, the, purely from the pressure of the public eye, they had to show better compliance, better sustainability and environmental impact and how they're addressing it. But I think now it's becoming a global kind of push for any company to be more aware about their environmental impact, their social impact, and making sure that they have proper governance in place to actually, uh, you know, to actually um, show that they're doing what they're saying, what they're doing. Right. It's not enough to write a document and say we're great. We're thinking about environment. We're uh, we're thinking about our social impact. Uh, they actually need to show and prove that they have governance in place to follow through on what they're saying. Um, and I think the the issue that we're seeing is that there are certain standards um, and uh, frameworks being developed on ESG. What what does it actually mean? to say that I am ESG compliant. Um, and I think there are many, many different ways of looking how you comply or how you, you can state that I am environmentally, socially uh, good company and then I've got governance in place to, to show that. 
So right now there's no legal definition. It's just sort of up to the individual companies. Is that how it's working? Yeah. So from what I've seen, there are a few frameworks that, um, you know, you can follow and uh, a few frameworks which took a number of regulatory rules and obligations from different regulations, put them together and said, if you follow these, then you've got good governance in place. You've got you are you can show that you're environmentally friendly and you have you you have good social impact. Uh, but so far, from what I see, every company can choose how they showcase that. Um, and I think standardizing the ESG part, the E part, the S part, and the G part, and everyone talks about, I'm looking at E part and S part and G part, but not combined. So are there ways to automate that? Is that something companies will be able to automate in some way? Yes, definitely, I think so. Um I think once the challenge of, you know, a prevalent standard uh, being followed by everyone is solved, then we will see a lot of kind of automation tools as well showing that. So, I mean, for example, with Close Match Platform, we can say that if you have a minimum set of policy and procedures addressing these specific obligations, uh, adopt it and then you are reviewing them on a yearly basis, you have the audit trail, you can show that to the world, then you have the minimum standard of showing that you are following ESG to a certain level. Okay. So anything else you want to talk about today? Um, well, I think there is a lot that has happened in compliance. And uh, we recently have had a webinar and, uh, you know, some industry experts are saying this is the revolution in compliance is coming through, you know, new automation tools, through AI. Um, and the issue with AI has always been we don't have enough data on the compliance side to actually automate compliance. But I think we underestimate how quickly it will come once we have the data available. You know, once the digital regulations are there, once the content, compliance content and, um, the assessment of compliance becomes digital rather than, uh, you know, pure documents and emails and website where the rules are published. Um, that, 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 you know, that revolution will come very quickly. You've been listening to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. Thank you for your time, and be sure to visit us at bankautomationnews.com for more automation news. You can also follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. Please don't hesitate to rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice.